Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you. This is Brad Zockel. Sounds a little bit different, I believe, if I hear myself when I'm checking on the editing here because I'm outside. I'm actually uh, in the doorway of the barn, in the barn studio here. Welcome to Upstate South Carolina and to Questions About Heaven podcast. Beautiful day. Um, I apologize for sniffing so much, and on occasion I'll be taking uh, some coffee in which I've put in copious amounts of cayenne red pepper. I'm not trying to sound macho. It helps clear my sinuses. I've always been kind of plagued with sinuses up through uh, my uh, childhood and my teen and college years. And this is one of the days, I don't know what I was doing outside uh, the other day, uh, that may have brought this on, or if I was in a situation where I was with some people and caught a cold, but I've got one. So if you don't mind me sniffing a little bit, let's get right to the scriptures, right after some announcements and letting you know just how we are so thankful. You have made it possible for us to reach 200 episodes. This is now 201. We have 50,000 plus downloads in which we were happy that we had around 5,000 is what we we're, we're considering. The uh, the TikTok outreach is almost at 165,000. We're just a smidgen below that right now. Who would have thought that a 65-year-old fellow would be able to reach out, well, 60, just about 65, uh, 64 and a half right now, that we're able to have a ministry like this. And I thank the Lord for these opportunities here and over in YouTube, and then clearing over 30,000 subscribers. It's just wonderful. I appreciate it. Each morning, I uh, do ministries on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, TikTok, and then again, I record over here for you. And I thank you so much. I just want to throw this your way. If you have, near the end of the year here, a consideration to help us out as I'm preparing for next year, getting things together for our calendar year, and as we are moving on, and I want to be able to circle the entire country here, get out uh, in uh, in the Honda CRV, or else be able to travel around through other means. And uh, <clears throat> I would love to do that. And your gifts help uh, put a tank of gas uh, in the car. Uh, your your giving helps me to be able to make uh, another printer's uh, order for some of the handouts for our dear people when I go around. And as I've told you, I've been able to go, oh my, it has been such a, an amazing year. Oklahoma to Texas to Mississippi, Alabama, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia. Uh, I, if I miss a place, I apologize, but it has just been absolutely wonderful. And I want to thank you. So we're coming to the end of the year. We are a 501c3. And if you would like to help us, I'm going to ask that you would consider your giving to either, if you'd like to write a check, you can write us at Post Office Box 795 in Pickens, South Carolina, 29671. Once again, Post Office Box, the Heaven Tour, Post Office Box 795, Pickens, South Carolina, 29671. Or go over to our website. We are now opening up an access 
where you can go in and then give electronically. Your qualified gift is tax deductible. It is. We are 501c3. Thank you so much for your dear giving. I want to talk to you in just a few minutes here, watching the clock very carefully before I start a class, but I wanted to share this with you. We've been talking about rewards. And we had a, a dear friend, uh, a, a uh, when I say friend, all of you are, are, are dear friends. And regulars, I get to know you a little bit more and a little bit more. And we had uh, a young lady by the name of Sarah, who is dealing with some very, very deep, hurtful uh, uh, physical pain. And she has talked uh, through comments about the anxiety, about uh, being so near death, and other concerns physically. Well, then she brought up a comment, and I can read it verbatim on here, and I want to talk about this because she mentioned a concern about her inheritance in heaven. She sort of considers herself a late bloomer to the faith, and so here's what she said. I'm going to read this. What if I didn't live for God, and coming to the end of my life, I want to live for him? I know I probably won't get an inheritance. Well, let's talk about what this inheritance is. We have, uh, in her context, let me kind of clarify this. When we look at salvation through Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ being the only way, we do know this, right? We've talked about this many times. Confessing the Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 10, 9, and 10. Believing that God's raised him from the dead, you know, living for him. This is an inheritance in which we have eternal life. Jesus Christ is the only way, John 14, 6. He is in following him. He is leading us, John chapter 10 and verses 27 through 30 tell us that. But also when we see, we understand salvation comes through Jesus alone, Acts 4, 12. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And so Miss Sarah, I believe, is asking, you know, is salvation late in life going to negate the inheritance? Well, the inheritance specifically, as we see in this context, is eternal life. It's, it's never too late during your earthly life, to repent and to come to Jesus Christ. Revelation 21.7 gives you an idea of the overcomer. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And the all things are in reference to the first six verses. Eternal life, <clears throat> freedom from pain, walking with God, verse 3, uh, no more sorrow, uh, just all of the, the, the living in the new uh, condition of uh, the eternal state, known as the new earth, and the word for new is unprecedented. This is an unprecedented future that we have. It's an inheritance. And what? It tells us that this inheritance for us, when we accept it, well, it's been readied. Matthew 25 and verse 34 says this inheritance was prepared from the foundation of the world. And in that, what we see is when we come to Christ, <clears throat> Romans chapter 8 and verse 15 tells us that we believers are heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. You are a fellow heir of eternal life with Jesus Christ himself. So when we look at this, we're seeing the uh, magnificence of not only eternal life, but the blessings of God, which go beyond description. 1 Corinthians 3, 21, chapter 3, verse 21 says, all these things are yours. You're inheriting so much blessings and opportunities, victory over the enemy, uh, freedom from uh, you know the frustration of the world. And it says, don't just limit it to the teaching of Paul or Apollos or Cephas of the world. Anything concerning life, death, uh, the present, the future, 
in all those things. There's no partisanship or there's no narrow uh, teaching. All of these things are yours. All of the wonders promised by all the speakers and all of these doctrines of the truth, of eternal life and freedom from death, everything that has happened in the present and also the victory in the future. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. In him, we have obtained this inheritance according to the purpose that gives us the opportunity to give praise to his glory. When we receive this eternal life, we can't help but telling other people about it. The praise of his glory. And this is salvation, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. This is an inheritance that will not go away. It is, according to this passage, incorruptible, undefiled. It does not fade away. It's reserved in heaven for you. Now, what I believe Miss Sarah is asking is, not the salvation, but I just wanted to let you know this. The inheritance of the believer is fixed and it is future uh, as well as in the present. You have it and it is going to be magnificent. It is salvation in Jesus Christ. I believe what Miss Sarah is intimating is, I guess I won't get many rewards. Now, we've talked about rewards. We talked about them yesterday. We've been going all over about this. If any man's work which he has built on it remains he will receive a reward. Paul told this to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 14. Uh, all of these wonderful things that, you know, think about it. On the foundation, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, when we continue to the next verse, precious stones. You can, you can build a life based upon your glory to the Lord, and it's not going to be some flimsy mechanism of a testimony. It can be gold, silver, solid, precious stones, worthy stones. That throws us back to looking at, maybe Paul's giving the intimation, like in First Chronicles chapters 22 and 29. Maybe he's referring to those that would bring into mind the magnificence of the temple. These, the, the edifice that what I believe is was the largest building, the tallest building in the world at the time. And he's saying, think of that. Now, this is the kind of testimony as you serve the Lord. This is the kind of foundation of Jesus Christ. This is the kind of work that can go. And you will receive a reward. Matthew 10 and verse 42. Remember we talked about this? Even a cup of cold water given in the name of the Lord. You will not lose your reward. Uh, wonderful, wonderful promises here of joy in the Lord, of seeing this. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to go back. And if I have this here, in sharing with you all of these things, you know, remember this when we talked about this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, I want to always remind you of this. God is so intent in rewards that he actually has a designated place in heaven for the believer. There is a place called the Bema Seat, using in the sports reference of that world, an elevated seat that gives rewards for the efforts on the playing field, the field of sport. And it says that there will be a Bema seat, a reward seat given uh, uh, there. Uh, there will be given a rewards to the believers on the works that they've done. Remember 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 8. Now he who plants, he who waters, they work together, they're one, and each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Well, this doesn't answer Sarah's question. I, you know, I'm late in life, <clears throat> serving the Lord. I guess I won't get much. I, it, it, here's what we want to remember. 
let's start with this. First, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. It's not according to what you don't have. It's according to what you do have that you'll be rewarded. And that doesn't necessarily mean opportunities, the number of people around you, the talent you have. It can also mean time. So how much time do you have? Sarah or Steve or Joe or George or, you know, uh, Sally, whoever's listening here. One of the things that you have been given is time. And you have a golden opportunity on a Saturday morning as you're all sitting there and watching a football game or having coffee or at work uh, during the break time. That's time that's given to you that I don't have the opportunity to reach people. Uh, and neither does uh, the, 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 the fellow down the hall who's a believer, but he's on the other end of the hall. And these other people God has put in your vicinity. Okay, you're accountable for what you do have, whether it's two minutes in a day or two hours uh, in the evening or, or maybe two weeks uh, during the summer that you are given that. So it's not so much what you don't have, it's what you do have. I think about this. It's a secular illustration. It's not great, but it'll work. I've always been intrigued by this since I'm 64. I remember this for years. Colonel Sanders didn't even touch anywhere near success till he was 65 years of age. And you know how successful KFC is. He was, if I'm not mistaken, at the age of 64, my age right now, he was completely penniless, bankrupt. But the restaurant idea hit. And in that time, how many people really care what age he was? It's the, the outreach of what happened. Think of this, Exodus chapter 7. Moses, Moses did really not start his ministry till he was 80. And think of it, anybody in the Judeo-Christian world knows of Moses. This is a forefather of the faith. What did he do? Was, did it have to do with the chronological accumulation of calendar events? No, no. It was, he was open to be led by the Lord even at that age, and so can we. It is what we have been given, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 12, not what we haven't been given. So let's be a very, very, uh, just, just be mindful of that, have a heart. We're doing this for the Lord, and in that praise for the Lord, he'll handle the clock. He'll handle the calendar. The thing is, are we willing to serve him at any opportunity? Bear that in mind. God bless you, my friends. There's more we can say, but I'm going to get going here. Take care, and uh, Lord willing, we will talk very soon. In order for the Heaven Tour to continue fulfilling our mission, we humbly ask for your support. Your generosity allows us to continue to proclaim and explain the biblical truth of heaven and to mentor many. All eligible donations are tax deductible, so please prayerfully consider an end of year gift. You can send your gift to the Heaven Tour, P.O. Box 795 Pickens, South Carolina 29671. Thank you and have a blessed Thanksgiving.